What is up, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of On Deck with Max. I'm your host, Maxwell Schaefer. All right, so today we're going to talk about the super wild card weekend of the NFL. So we have six games to talk about in this one episode. So everyone, get your popcorn ready. We are going to just take a deep dive into all these games, and I'll give you the stat line, uh, who I think is personally going to win, and the odds and uh, who's favorited to win these games. So uh, starting out on Saturday, January 14th, first game at 4.30, we have the Seattle Seahawks versus the San Francisco 49ers. Now, this game is set at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California, which is the 49ers' um, home stadium. So, I mean, the 49ers have the better record. Uh, the 49ers are 13-4, and four and the Seahawks are 9-8. and eight. So this is a home game for the 49ers. So the betting odds are going to show that the 49ers should win this game. But um, a little backstory of each team, how they made it. Seattle made the playoffs following their huge win over the Rams, winning 19-16 to on a last-second field goal. And also the Packers falling to the Lions on Sunday night football in Week 18. Um, so they got in off of a huge field goal at last seconds. And then the Packers sadly falling to the Lions on Sunday night. Um, so that was a big, big game. Seattle made the playoffs. They're in it. They are going to have a chance to try to get to the Super Bowl. On the other hand, the 49ers claimed their first NFC title since 2019 with a win against Seattle in Week 15. They also defeated Arizona 38-13 to in the final game of their regular season. So the 49ers are coming in hot. Seattle, they had like a little miracle. They made it. But they're also coming in hot. The Niners are a 9.5-point spread favorite, and the game over-under is 42 points. So, in my opinion, I think the game will go over 42 points, but I don't think that the Niners are going to get to the 9.5-point spread, but that's just my opinion. But going into my pick, and then I'll give a little reason why I think this, I think the Niners are going to continue to roll and defeat the Seahawks. I just think Brock Purdy, the rookie quarterback from San Francisco, is just playing out of his mind right now. He's 5-0 and as a starter and also has the most passing touchdown touchdowns by a 49er rookie Q- QB with 13, which is crazy. 49ers also have Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. I think they'll all have a huge game, really contribute to that 49ers offense and just help catapult them to a win. But on the Seahawks side, you also have really good playmakers like Geno Smith, their quarterback, DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker III, and Tyler Lockett. I think these playmakers on offense will also help Geno Smith help score a lot of points and put up a big stat line. But it all comes down to the 49ers' defense is fantastic. And I just think that they're going to lock up, and Brock Purdy is going to have a huge game in his debut in the playoffs. And I think the 49ers win this game close at home, 30-27. to 27. So going on to our next game, this game is also on Saturday, 8-15. It's the Los Angeles Chargers versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Now this game is set at TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida. So it's a home game for the Jaguars. The Chargers are 10-7 on the season and the Jaguars are 9-8. The Chargers clinched an AFC wildcard berth which is their first playoff berth since 2018 with a win over the Colts 20-3 and losses by the Jets, Patriots, and Raiders in Week 16. So the Chargers got lucky. They won their game, 
But it's crazy that the Jets, Patriots, and Raiders all lost the team that they needed to lose to clinch a playoff spot, which is insane. First time since 2018, so congratulations to the Chargers. The Jaguars clinched the AFC South title with a 20-16 win against the Tennessee Titans in Week 18. And this is the first time they've made the playoffs since 2017. So a lot of history. These teams haven't been in the playoffs since 2017 and 2018. So this game should play out as a really big game. Players are first time being in the playoffs. It's Justin Herbert's first time being in the playoffs, and it's Trevor Lawrence's first time being in the playoffs. There's both quarterbacks for the Chargers and Jaguars. Um, the Jaguars and Chargers played each other in Week 3, where the Jaguars beat the Chargers 38-10. to So take into account that the Jaguars and Chargers played once this season, and the Jaguars did whoop them 38-10, to which is crazy. Because these, this point spread is the Chargers are favorited by 1.5 points. So the Chargers are the favorites in this game, and the over and under is 47 points. Now, the Jaguars are in the top 12 in allowing fewer than 21 points per game and is in the top 5 with 27 takeaways and a 14.4% turnover creation rate. Jacksonville is the top 8 in yards allowed per carry, 4.2 and leads the league in fourth down efficiency allowed at 32.3%. And the Chargers struggle to run the ball, producing only 3.8 yards per carry. And the Chargers are number 30 in the league in rushing yards per game. So Jacksonville's defense is very, very good at getting turnovers. I think this game is going to have turnovers on both sides of the ball. Herbert's first time in the playoffs. He's going to have a few mistakes. And I think Trevor Lawrence is also going to have a few mistakes. But nothing too bad. This game is still, I think, going to be very high scoring. Jacksonville is excellent through the air on offense behind quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who has 15 passing touchdowns and only two interceptions in the last nine games. He leads a top 10 unit in passing offense, and Lawrence is the top eight in completions, 387, and passing touchdowns, 25. So Jaguars' defense is very good. And Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence is very good in keeping them in the game and putting up numerous amounts of points. On the other hand, the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, have a defense that has had 24 takeaways this season. The Chargers also rank in the top eight in first down allowed, passing yards allowed, and fourth down efficiency allowed while producing at an above average level in the red zone. Quarterback Justin Herbert becomes a third quarterback in history to throw at least 25 passing touchdowns in each of his first three seasons. Now, it's not just all about Justin Herbert because he's flanked by standout running back Austin Eckler, who led the NFL with 18 total touchdowns. The Jaguars are number 24 or worse in total defense, 353.3 yards allowed per game. Passing defense, 238.5 yards allowed per game. Third down efficiency allowed 43.2% and red zone efficiency allowed 59.6%. Now, also notable, the Chargers will also be without their standout wide receiver, Mike Williams, because of the injury to his back that he suffered in the season finale against the Denver Broncos. So, on to my pick of this really historic game for both programs. I think we will see nothing different from what we saw in Week 3. I think, just as in Week 3, the Jaguars beat the Chargers 38-10, to I think we'll see the Jaguars will win this game 41-38 to in a close game. I think both Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence will have a high-scoring game, but Trevor Lawrence gets a big win in his playoff debut. Now moving on to Sunday, January 15th. We got a few games. Uh, the first game at 1 o'clock, it's the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. 
Now, this game is set at Highmark Stadium, the home of the Bills, for the AFC wildcard round. The Bills are 13-3 on the season, and the Dolphins are 9-8. Now, the Bills clinched a spot in the AFC playoff with a thrilling 39-29 win over the Dolphins in Week 15. And the Dolphins secured the final playoff berth in the AFC in Week 18, thanks to an 11-6 win over the New York Jets and the New England Patriots' 35-23 loss to the Buffalo Bills. So it's crazy. The Bills made the playoffs by beating the Dolphins, and the Dolphins made the playoffs by the Bills beating someone else. So the Dolphins should really thank the Bills for being in this situation that they are. But going back to how they, they've already played each other this season, the Bills and Dolphins have played each other twice this season. Once in Week 13, where the Dolphins won 21-19, and in Week 15, where the Bills won 39-29. So... They're both one and one. They both won a game this season against each other, and they both lost a game against each other this season. So this game could go either way. But the betting odds have it. The Bills are a 13.5 favorite to win this game, and the over and under is 43.5 points. So, I mean, they've already played each other. They're one and one against each other. I don't understand why the point spread's so high. But I, but I guess you have to take into the uh, account that Tua Tagovailoa, the... Miami quarterback is injured. He's hurt. He's still in concussion protocol. So he will not be with the Dolphins and leading the team. So that might be why this point spread is so high. I don't know. But I think that's probably one of the main reasons why. But the Dolphins as a team, uh, the defensive strength for the defense of Miami is in defending the ground game. As the Dolphins boost top six mark is rushing yards allowed and yards per carry. Making Buffalo one-dimensional puts more pressure on Josh Allen, the quarterback of Bills. And once you put pressure on the quarterback to make throws because their rush defense is so strong, that's when you start to see turnovers start to happen. And the the Bills, the fewest rushing yards gained came in Week 18 against the Dolphins. So the Bills' fewest rushing yards gained was 90, came in Week 18, while the Dolphins' second fewest rushing yards allowed, 38, also came last week. So the trends of this rushing yards are starting to favor Miami a little bit. So Josh Allen is basically the best player on the field, but he's also the source of Buffalo's biggest weakness, turnovers. He's had 19 turnovers, which led the league. And historically, the NFL turnover leader has historically struggled to advance in the NFL playoffs. We really need to look at, is Miami's defense going to take advantage of, if he makes a mistake, are they going to capitalize off that with points? And as I talked earlier, uh, going to the Bills, Miami quarterback Tua Tagovailoa has dealt with multiple concussions this season and won't be able to play on Sunday. The Dolphins struggled to close the regular season, losing five out of their final six games. They are facing a Buffalo team, the Bills, that have won seven consecutive games after a 35-23 win against New England last week. The Bills have the second-ranked scoring offense, 28.4, and second-ranked scoring defense, 17.9. So they could be tough to contend with in the 2023 playoffs. They've won six straight home games against Miami and 11 of their last 12 home games overall. And not to mention, just not even just Tua Tagovailoa for Miami, but the injury report for Miami is a lot longer than Buffalo's. And on the other hand, the tragic incident of DeMar Hamlin for the Buffalo Bills has inspired that football team to play harder and just for him and these last few games just to try to get to the Super Bowl. That entire city and team, and not even the whole city and team, the entire world has been behind DeMar Hamlin with the uh, pray for number three movement. So prayers go out to him. But my pick for this game, 
Josh Allen also has a lot of playmakers on that offense. The most notable one is Stephon Diggs, and I think that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs will be too much for the Miami defense to handle. And I just think we also have to take into account that Tua will not be playing. Uh, so I think the Bills will roll big in this game, winning 35-17. to 17. Now the next game, uh, it's at 4.30. It's the New York Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now this game is set at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. The Vikings are 13-4 and in the season, and the Giants are 9-7-1 and tie. So the Giants ended a five-year playoff drought. They clinched their spot in the postseason with a Week 17 route of the Indianapolis Colts, 38-10. The Vikings clinched the NFC North Division title in Week 15, where the Vikings stormed back from a 33-point halftime deficit to stun the Colts. They won 39-36, to 33-point halftime deficit. Now, for all my Falcon fans out there, I know you like Matt Ryan a lot, but he's had two games where he's blown a lead. Once was against New England in the Super Bowl, and that was in, half, that was in a Super Bowl, and he has won now in a regular season game. A 33-point lead, and he blew it, but... I mean, I'm still a Falcon fan. I'm from Georgia, so go Falcons. But, I mean, Matt Ryan, what in the world, man? Uh, but moving on, the Giants and Vikings played each other in Week 16 where the Vikings beat the Giants 27-24. So it was a close game, very close game, and this point spread speaks for itself because the first game was won by three points. So the Vikings are a three-point spread favorite to win this game, and the over and under is 48 points. And now for the Giants, the Giants had their best offensive performance of the season against the Vikings in Week 16, scoring a season-high 24 points in the narrow loss, and quarterback Daniel Jones completed 30 of 42 passes for 334 yards and one touchdown, one interception, and a quarterback rating of 92.8. And behind him in the backfield, running back Saquon Barkley added 84 yards and a touchdown on the ground and eight catches for 49 yards through the air. The Giants were the best team in the NFL this season against the spread, going 13-4. So they're doing pretty good against the spread. So you count them out, don't matter. They're still going to fight back. Moving on to the Vikings. Minnesota has been strong at home this season. With its lone loss coming against Dallas in Week 11, the Vikings have won five straight home games against the Giants, including their win three weeks ago. Quarterback Kirk Cousins threw for 299 yards and three touchdowns, while running back Dalvin Cook chipped in 64 rush yards. Now, New York has only picked up two wins in its last eight games, sneaking its way into the NFL playoff bracket. The Giants have recorded one road game win since week seven, which came against a Washington team that did not make the postseason. Now, with that being said, they could have trouble keeping pace with Minnesota's eighth-ranked scoring offense on Sunday, especially since this game is being played at U.S. Bank Stadium a home game for the Minnesota Vikings. So for my pick, I think that Kirk Cousin and Justin Jefferson are going to be on the same page. And I think that the fact that this is a home game for the Vikings, it will help them get it done. But I think it will be close. I think the final score will be 20-16, to 16, though. And the nightcap game uh, is at 8-15 on Sunday night. Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Now this game is set at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Bengals are 12-4 and on the season. The Ravens are 10-7. and Now, the Bengals clinched a playoff berth in Week 16 thanks to the Jacksonville Jaguars' defeat of the New York Jets, 19-3. Now, for the Ravens, along with their victory against Atlanta, 17-9, the Ravens' playoff berth was clinched thanks to their losses by 
the New York Jets, and the New York Patriots in Week 16. So they both clinched the division in Week 16, but they're both huge rivals. So they've played each other this season, and it came last week in Week 18, where the Bengals beat the Ravens 27-16. to So since the Bengals won... The Bengals are an 8.5-point spread favorite to win this game, and the over-under is 40.5 points. So, just like we talked about just a few seconds ago, they've already played this season, and they are huge rivals. So, in their Week 18 meeting, the tensions were already at an all-time high. So, all the players were already talking to the media and talking about how they were going to use the trash talk and everything that the players were talking to each other about for motivation for this game. Uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase for the Bengals are looking to make another run to the Super Bowl. Last year, they fell a little bit short against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Uh, And on the Ravens' side, they will be without Lamar Jackson. When the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, they're pretty much unstoppable because of the fact that he's able to pass on the run, run the ball if he needs to, get out of uh, tough situations. But they will be without their fearless leader, Lamar Jackson. But In the Week 18 game against the Bengals, a bunch of players for the Ravens uh, were held out of the game for many health reasons just to make sure they didn't get hurt. Just like J.K. Dobbins was uh, after he's been battling for some uh, ACL injury that caused him to miss most of last year. But in Jackson's absence, Dobbins has emerged as Baltimore's most explosive offensive weapon. He led the NFL in rush yards in Week 14 through 17, including a 120-yard performance on Week 15 including a 120-yard performance on 15 carries with a touchdown and a 16-14 road win over the Steelers. So, with all that being said, my pick, I think that the fact that the Ravens will be without Lamar Jackson and that the fact that they've the Bengals have already beat the Ravens, especially last week, I think we won't see anything different. This is going to be a rival game, of course. It's going to be close, but I think that just Lamar Jackson not being there for the Ravens and being that captain that he is for them... I think that the Bengals will take this game and I have them winning 21 to 17. Now moving on to our final game of the Super Wild Card weekend. It is at 8:15 on Monday night with the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now this game is set at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. The Cowboys are 12 and 4 on the season and the Buccaneers are 8 and 9. Now, how the Buccaneers got there? They rallied from an 11-point deficit in the fourth quarter to defeat the Carolina Panthers 30-24 and Week 17 to clinch their second straight NFC South title. And on the other hand, the Cowboys in Week 15 clinched a playoff berth even though they lost to the Jaguars 40-34 to in overtime. They clinched it because the Seahawks lost to the 49ers and the Giants defeated the Commanders. So the Cowboys and Buccaneers have already played each other this season. They played each other in Week 1 and the Buccaneers won 19-3. Dak Prescott did not score a single touchdown against that Buccaneer defense. But I don't understand how it's being played in Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers' home stadium, and the Cowboys have already got beat by the Buccaneers in Week 1, but they're not favorite to win. The favorite to win this game is the Cowboys by 2.5 points, and the over and under is 45.5 points. Now, in my honest opinion, I don't agree with that. I think the Buccaneers should be the favorite in this game since they've won and it's a home game, but that's just my opinion. I don't think Dallas should be favorite, but nonetheless, we'll get into these key stats before this game. So the Cowboys, Dallas has a talented and diverse defense. The Cowboys ended the season ranked 12th in total defense with 330.2 yards 
and eighth in pass defense. They allowed 200 or few passing yards in nine games during the regular season. Cornerback Trayvon Diggs is a ball-hawking playmaker in the secondary. Diggs has a strong instincts and knows how to take away the football. He is an Alabama product, and he recorded 59 total sacks, 14 pass deflections, and three interceptions. Now moving on to the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is ranked ninth in passing yards allowed, giving up fewer than 208 outings this season. And their cornerback, Carlton Davis III, is a big defender with a knack for getting that ball. Davis III excels in zone coverage and has strong play recognition skills. He is an Auburn product who totaled 65 total tackles, 12 pass deflections, and one interception. And also for the Buccaneers, they got the GOAT. That man, Tom Brady, and you know you can never count out Tom Brady in the playoffs. Even though they got a record of 8-9, it don't matter. When you get to the playoffs... That man, Tom Brady, comes alive. And not even just him. Tom Brady's got some playmakers around him. He's got Leonard Fournette, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. He's got some dogs behind him. And I think that Tom Brady is just the GOAT, and he's going to get the ball to the playmakers that I just mentioned, and they're just like they're just going to route him. I, I, I don't think this game is going to be close. I think... Tampa Bay feels disrespected that they're not favorites to win this game. And I just think they're going to show up. And also, not to mention, Tom Brady is 7-0 against the Cowboys in his entire career. And I don't think that's going to be any different, which I'll just segue right into my pick. I think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are going to have a great game. I think everyone's going to contribute, and I think Tom Brady is going to have a huge game and lead his Buccaneers to another run to try to get to another Super Bowl. I think the Buccaneers' offense is just going to be too much for that stellar Cowboys defense, and the Buccaneers' defense is going to clamp up and just lock stuff down. And I think that the Buccaneers beat the Cowboys 38-10 to to wrap up our Super Wild Card Weekend. Now that's all we got for today's episode of On Deck with Max. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening and tuning into this episode. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about the highlights and scores of this game, and then we'll talk about uh, what's next, who's going to be playing in what games, uh, the predictions of those games, how we think those games are going to turn out to be, and then uh, we'll just keep talking about it as it leads up to the Super Bowl. And uh, yeah, once again, I just want to uh, thank everyone for listening. Uh, tune into this uh, episode of On Deck with Max. I hope everyone has a great day. Peace.